I'm in a random bathroom. You're watching. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about Michigan State's game against Maryland. Let's go. You are locked on Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, what's up, guys? It's uh, Matt Sheehan. That's right, your host um, of Locked On Spartans, your team every single day, whether you like it or not. Uh, hey, but, you know what? Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go any further, hey, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions, that's right, they apply. On today's episode... What, 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 yeah, what, what, what else are we going to talk about? We're, we're going to do another one of these episodes. <laughs> oh no, Michigan State lost a game by double digits against another team with barely a pulse. Great, yeah, no, woo, can't wait to do that. Um, look, um, we're going to get to it in a little bit here, but first, hey, rate, review, and subscribe here to the podcast or YouTube channel. Um, hey, whether you're a sick Michigan State fan that still can't get enough of this, or let's be honest, hey, hello, Michigan fans. How are you guys doing? Um, yeah, I'm sure you guys are, once again, eating this up. Yeah, we did get a comment from a random Michigan fan last week uh, that was like, hey, oh, this is cute. You guys are still doing a show. Oh, like, look, yeah, we're not going to take the, the, the Michigan man route and just cower and quit whenever adversity hits. No, hey, d- despite the fact that MSU's probably going to go 3-9 and nine or 4-8 and eight this year, yeah, we're going to trudge along and do a show five days a week here on the Lockdown Spartans podcast. So, uh, yeah, whether you like it or not, sorry, still going to be here. Um, so yeah, thanks for giving us a shot, I guess. I don't really know what else to say other than, uh, yeah, Michigan State went to College Park, lost to Maryland. Oh, and this is really going to shock you. I hope you're all sitting down for this one. They lost by double digits. Wow. Yeah. For a little shocker there. Um, Mel Tucker, once again, has not lost a game by single digits in his tenure. And hey, look, hey, last, last year was fine. It was great. Eleven wins, peachful victory. But yeah, when when Mel Tucker's teams lose, they really commit to the bit, and they lose by a lot of points. And this was no different. Uh, not once again a good Maryland team. Uh, we can all lie to ourselves, I guess, and be like, "Oh no, this is a good Maryland team. Oh, it's a good Minnesota team. It's a good Washington team." Okay, um, that that Washington team just got pantsed uh, at UCLA in front of twelve fans. Uh, Minnesota didn't even get above 13 points against Purdue. And uh, look, this Maryland team is still Maryland. And we're spiraling. Look, we're in the abyss. There's no good way to dress this up. And if you want me to be one of the people that are screaming about the game, oh, I'm so mad. Oh, how could... Look, like you, you want me to do this episode for a third time in a row? And let's be honest... We, we got seven more games of this this season. Um, the story here the rest of the year is, will Michigan State even get to a bowl game? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, this is, this, is a, this is not a good team. They're not well coached. Uh, the players aren't there, but what are you going to do? I mean, we, we got to trudge along through the rest of the season here. So, uh, 
Let's talk about it. Um, yeah, the, the quick lane ball. <laughs> if they can get to that, that, that looks a lot like Pasadena at this point. And if you think I'm just being a little too negative and uh, a little too detached from reality, um, I'm going to play the Uno reverse card on you. You're, you're actually the delusional one because these games aren't even close. These games aren't even close. Uh, Maryland had this game in hand from the start, and I know that we were only down a touchdown at halftime. Ooh, maybe the boys can get together to start the second. No, um, Maryland's defense is really bad, and they were horrible to start the game. And you still only got 13 points to kick the game off. And then when the, se the second half starts around, adjustments? No, you couldn't make those. Um, <laughs> no, unfortunately not. The first three drives of the second half were three and outs. Great. That's awesome. That's what you want to do after you just scored 13 points against a bad Maryland defense where you left seven points on the board. And you know what? We're going to mix it up here because I keep thinking... How are we going to switch this episode up? Uh, I don't want to do the same episode every single week. Hey, we've cried about the defense. We've complained about the offense. You know what? The special teams felt a little left out, didn't they? And they left seven points on the field in the first half. Missed an extra point. I know, right? Fielding a snap and putting it down and kicking the ball through the uprights from 19 yards. Pretty hard to do, apparently. Uh, you missed a field goal. From 33 yards, I've never seen a field goal miss that bad from 33 yards in a long time. And then, of course, before halftime, what, you expect anything competent out of anything this team does? Uh, no, that's going to be a hard no. So, yeah, seven points left on the board in the first half. And by the second half, roll around. No, I, I think, come on. You, you want to trust in the defense? Nope. You want to trust in the offense doing anything? Now, their opportunity to do something was in the first half, and they did 13 points of work, which is actually pretty embarrassing against this Maryland defense because they were letting you get anything that you wanted on the ground, in the air, but again, I, like it's the story of the season. Just don't take advantage of anything. And that goes on both sides of the field, or all three sides of the field, really, whether it be an extra point you know, or an offense. Hey. Look at this. Uh, we're doing well. Or, hey, you know what? I don't want to even talk about the players and their shortcomings because these are all college kids trying hard. How about the coaching staff? How about the coaching staff seeing a player in Elijah Collins give the running game something to smile about for the first time in a long time against a Power 5 team? Uh, hey, Eli, you looked really good on those two drives during that first touchdown run of the game. How about just three more touches the rest of the night? <laughs> what are we doing? What? <laughs> what are we doing? Look, Mel Tucker said as much last week that the running backs, I mean, quite simply, I'll say it for him because he doesn't want to say it, aren't that good. Jalen Berger, not that great. Uh, Jared Broussard, he actually had a decent game today, but still, like, you take the whole sample size of everything, nothing impressive. Eli Collins gave you some wiggle. He had people doing the cha-cha slide in the first touchdown run of the game. Three more rushes. Three more rushes the rest of the game? That's disgraceful. 
And look, we bitched up and down about it last week about the defense. Like, hey, hey, and we'll get to the defense later this episode. Don't you worry because, hey, it's another MSU postgame show. Um, that, hey, the defense doesn't put their players in the best situations to win. They don't maybe use the right personnel. Okay, you had a running back that looked actually pretty good for the first time against a Power 5 team for the first time all season. And look, I'm not seeing Eli counts as Kenneth Walker, but he kind of is in comparison to everyone else you have on the field. Three more touches. What? What? What, like, you haven't seen enough from the other guys? And I get it. Oh, yeah, 2020 Pac-12 uh, Player of the Year on the off. The Pac-12 sucks. I could win Pac-12 Player of the Year on offense if I really gave it enough effort. Um, and, you know, the other guy that you got, too, he doesn't really see a lot of holes, does he? He doesn't have a lot of wiggle. At least Eli Collins gives you something. You saw everything he had to offer on the first touchdown drive of the game. And then, hey, you know what's a great idea? Not use him the rest of the game, but at, look, in the other, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you lost a game, once again, by 14 points. And uh, look, hey, I get the cries from the Noah Kim fans, which, you know what, we're going to start next segment with right now. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, once again, a game that wasn't really competitive in the second half. And again, we could lie to ourselves and say, oh, it was within a touchdown when we started the second half. Okay, uh, we, we were gifted a crazy penalty call at the end of the first half. And then, once again, no action in the second half. Just a bunch of three and outs. Nice adjustments, guys. There we go. Shout out to the coaching staff right there. You got to be out of your mind. Um, hey, look, uh, again, we'll, we'll talk more about the offense. We'll talk more about the game here in the second segment. But first, I. Uh, Got to talk your ear off about LinkedIn. That's right. If you're a Michigan State coach and you need another job this winter, go to LinkedIn. Oh, wait, no, hold on. That's not what the ad read says. Hold on. Let me let me start over one more time. Uh, okay. Oh, no, it actually says, these days every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the right access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. If only Eli Collins or anyone else competent on the offense was at LinkedIn Jobs, hey, maybe the coaching staff would actually give their resume a deeper look and not just kick them to the sideline the rest of the game after they had a great start. Regardless, uh, add your job and the purple hashtag, hey, hiring frame for your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy and simple to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you want to talk to, interview, and hire, all that fun stuff. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires or leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedonjobs. That's linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. I'm sorry, linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. That's the way to go about it. I'm sorry. I'm being very incompetent, this ad read. I'm like a Michigan State assistant coach right now. That's linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, thank you very much for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network. And 
what like if you're still listening a you're you're a sick fan or b you're uh you're you're a rival fan reveling in this debauchery right now as michigan state doesn't keep another game competitive and look hey hey, hey look it'd be fun to say like oh hey uh not as bad as last not as bad as last game right um <laughs> Minnesota sucks. They're not that good. You got pasted by them at home. Maryland, not that good, of course. You got owned by them. Uh, This is a really bad situation that Michigan State's program is in right now. And look, I see the comments on Twitter or the message boards or whatever. Like, oh man, the locker room isn't good. And look... I'll be honest, I haven't seen anything about the locker room with the inside people. I know, um, but that's irrelevant right now because the uh, the fact of the matter is that you are 2-3 and three right now. And those three losses have been complete and utter embarrassments. And if you've played sports for even five seconds in your entire life, you probably know that when you are off to a rough start to the season... And if you're one of the lucky people that were off of a great season last year, like Michigan State was, you know, hey, Peach Bowl last year, you start this season two and three, you can connect the dots at the locker room. Probably is not a lot of fun to be in. I'm sure there's a lot of questions about leadership right now. I'm sure there's a lot of questions about guidance right now because, look, the last few weeks, I'm not a uh, psychology professor by any means, but... I I also have, contrary to popular belief, a functioning brain. And I know that the body language has not been great lately. And why would it be? Why would the body language be great? You've been getting pasted the last few games. And now the story of the season is, can you get to bowl eligibility? Which is what we will focus on this segment. Um, Unfortunately, that's an issue. Yeah, and that sounds crazy. After you just came off of a Peach Bowl victory, 11 wins, all that fun stuff. But, no, really, are are you going to find a bowl game to play in? Uh, it's not looking good. And let, let me just tell you a story right now. Because um, it's not going to get any better next week. This is how I feel about next week's game. And, um... Look, uh, this is a sibling rivalry story, and this is me and my brother. He is a year and a half younger than me, uh, and my dad's probably hearing this in the other room right now. I'm sharing the hotel with him right now, but uh, this is probably his first time hearing the story, but hey, it's very relevant to this upcoming week. Um, yeah, when we were younger, if you have a sibling, you, you know, you, you fought, you duked it out physical fights, you know, all that fun stuff. And look, I, it's, not, it's not a tumultuous relationship. I, my brother's my, my best friend. Love my brother to death. But when we were younger in high school, yeah, we would duke it out. And I remember one time, uh, we were starting to get testy. Started to cock my fist back. And he, 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 he screamed, no, 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 not the punches, not the punches. And... Look, don't feel sorry for him, first of all. He, he was bigger than me, okay? He, he could have fended for himself. Second of all, uh, the no, 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 not the punches. It's just cowering in fear, just begging not to get hit. That's how, I, <laughs> that's how I feel about this weekend against Ohio State. It's like, don't beat us by 50. If you could just keep it to a 40-point win, that'd be great. Uh, because this is 
a complete embarrassment this year. So any semblance of hope that we have to not get pantsed on national television like we were last year by Ohio State, fine. But yeah, like all I'm going to be screaming this Saturday is, no, 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 not the punches, not the punches. But yeah, beyond that, like where where are the immediate wins? Uh, you're you're two and three this year, and um, look, I I could say this without gritting my teeth and being very upset because we've done this as Spartan fans. We did it in 2016 where bowl eligibility flew out the door and like this season feels a lot like 2016 um, where where are the wins? You have two wins right now. You're going to get one against Ohio State? Nope, you're not. Hey, Wisconsin sucks. Okay, maybe you can win the Sock Bowl against them. Um, after that, the bye week. Uh, we'll see if you win that one. Uh, the Michigan game? Uh, nope, J.J. McCarthy will probably revive his Heisman campaign in that game. After that, the Illinois game? That's not a guarantee win. Nope. I wish it was. It's not. Uh, after that, what do you have? Indiana? Okay, yep. They're they're bad, but also, like, at the same time, so is MSU. So I don't even know if that's a guarantee victory right there. Uh, Rutgers. Maybe you're a guarantee victory, maybe not. Uh, and then at the end of the season, Penn State. Like I, I, I don't see four guarantee victories. I have a hard time seeing three guarantee victories and two guarantee victories. Maybe, maybe. And where does four and eight get you other than fifth place, sixth place of the pack? 10, or the Pac-10. We might as well be in the Pac-12. Uh, the, the Big Ten East, uh, no, it's it's not good. So, yeah, uh, that's the story of the season now. Uh, I, you know what? As we were in the car driving up to our location, I looked at my dad, and I was like, I did not expect to be, to be this depressed going into a game on October 1st. I at least hope that I could save this depression for the start of November. But, yeah, it's it's already a hopeless season. And this was before today's game even started. And today's game, unfortunately, was what we all thought it would be. A Michigan State double-digit loss. And here we are. Um, I don't really know what to say. Um, it's it's a really bad situation. And... Um, there's no sugarcoating anymore. Look, I feel like I'm in the stages of grief right now where, uh, hey, like, denial was that Washington game, right? Like, oh, hey, Washington's just a good team. It was a hard venue on the road. What are you going to do? The, the, the Huskies are solid. You know, one of the loudest arenas. And then, like, the next week was anger, right? Uh, hey, wow, we looked horrible against Minnesota. Um, at home, oh, this is horrible. And, like, now I'm just at... The bargaining stage where uh, keep it within 30 against Ohio State, and then we'll feel really good about that. But that's really pathetic. Coming off of a Peach Bowl season, 11 wins when you just gave a guy $100 million uh, to coach your program. And look, I, no, you know, I, I, I should have just edit this out. No one's going to care about it. I still believe in Mel Tucker long term. 
And that's such a stupid thing to say right now within 24 hours of getting butchered by Maryland, but whatever. No one wants to hear it, so I'm not going to elaborate on that. I will elaborate on how great betonline.ag is because, look, they're quite simply the greatest sports betting website out there. If you want to be a financially sound woman or gentlemen, go to betonline.net and bet against Michigan State every single possible chance that you get because there's no way this team is going to be a financially solvent team going forward. Betonline.net is your number one source for football betting this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for sports wagering and information with live bet and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, is at BetOnline. So head to BetOnline.net, use your mobile device, learn more at BetOnline where the game starts. Um, Before we start more uh, Michigan State football talk, I'm sure we're all begging for a reprieve from this. Hey, tomorrow's show will be all MSU hockey. All MSU Hockey with Jeremy Dewar of Mun Musings. It was a great chat because, hey, Michigan State starts their season this upcoming Friday. And it quite literally cannot go worse than this football season is going so far. So for this third segment, I don't know what we're going to do. And I actually kind of somewhat mean that literally. I I tweeted out, what should I even talk about on the next show? And you guys came through. So I'm literally just going to scroll down this timeline read your comments and just comment on them because if look if the coaching staff doesn't care about the games if the players don't care about the games why should i care about the third segment of the post game show um all right so one time here we go matt let's say that hypothetically you could save msu's football season and beat ohio state next week but you need to drink a crunchy's bucket by yourself then walk to spartan stadium all in less than two hours could you do it for your team? The things I would do for Michigan State win against Ohio State next weekend, I can't even say out loud right now. Uh, I would do sh- short of pretty much anything right now. A Crunchy's bucket is the least of my concern. I will down eight of those bad boys in any time limit that you give me. Uh, hell, just for even MSU to lose within 20 points. Right now, it's it's not good. Uh, uh, all right, Travis Mulhauser comments. Talk about the state of the program, what it means to be a Spartan. We're into the existential stuff now. This is the abyss. What can it teach us, Matt? <laughs> I mean, look, if you haven't learned by now, it's that college sports can't make you happy. And this is a lesson I learned in 2016 when MSU was falling like a meteor to a three and nine season. And we're in the midst of that right now is that if you're a young person and you put a lot of stake in Michigan state sports or college sports in general, let's say it's even God forbid the lions. If you root for a team on Sunday, like you have to make your own happiness in life. And like, Hey, do I root for Michigan state every single week? And did I put a lot of emotion into today? Of course I did. But at the end of the day, it's, it's not what's going to make me happy long term. So hopefully this is a season where you can learn that, hey, yeah, we all love our Spartans. 
I'm still going to love our Spartans, but like you got to love something else in life. So yeah, I know that's a really heavy conversation to have right now, really deep conversation to have. But when it comes to what can you teach us about this season, it's just that a random college sport can't be the only semblance of happiness in your life. So go out and do whatever makes you happy. I mean, look, for, for me back in 2016, it was trying to thrive in a career and everything. But look, I just find something that makes you happy that's not college sports because, uh, spoiler alert, college sports is not going to make you happy the rest of this season because this season is not going to get any better. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to be that blunt about it, but really, what have you seen from this team that's going to make things better? They, they scored 13 points against Maryland's defense. Okay, me, this microphone, my dad that's sleeping in the other room next to me, and the first eight people that listen to this podcast, we could score more than 13 points against Maryland. They're horrible. This offense still couldn't do it. Uh, that really speaks, you know, I'm going uh, off on a tangent here. This really speaks to um, who Blaine needs to go around, and I hope that everyone knows by now, and I think everyone does know by now. That Blaine goes all around. Uh, it, it's the defense. And whether it be the coaching staff, the players, it, it's both. It's both. Because, look, on the first drive of the game, the first third down, okay, we're going to rush three players. We're going to drop eight in the coverage. Easy first down. All right, later that same drive. We're going to rush six, actually. Um, and, you know, we're going to try to put pressure on. Pressure never got to the quarterback. And... I'm in a weird place right now where is it the defensive coaching staff's fault? Because they're they're trying a lot. They are trying a lot. They tried everything. However, it's the same result every single time. First down, every single third down. Every single not most of the third downs that are big in a game. Every single third down that's key to the game gets converted by the opponents because it's not nice to talk about. The players themselves aren't really up to snuff either. Hey, that cornerback that we got, the transfer from Georgia. And look, I, I said it up and down throughout the offseason. I'm incredibly sorry if I've led anyone astray. I led myself astray. He, he, he didn't leave Georgia because he got hurt and got replaced by a freshman because, oh, he got jumped when he was down hurt rehabbing from an injury. No, he's just not good. He's just not that great. Uh, no, Alabama didn't get rid of a cornerback because, oh, he was just a project, and he also had an injury, and he got jumped at a hit. No, he's he's also just not that great either. Uh, oh, hey, that, that guy from Florida we got. Uh, hey, maybe he could revive his career. No. No, no one on this defense is good, uh, and the ones that were good are hurt right now, and we all know this by now, so... Yeah, that's just the way it is. However, on the offensive side of the ball, as much as we love crying up and down about the defense, how Scotty Hazleton should be fired, um, which he probably will at the end of the season. Someone's got to be the fall guy for this. The offense is atrocious as well. Atrocious. 13 points against Maryland's defense is pathetic. And I really hate using that strong language because, again, hey, everyone's trying their best, right? These are college kids. Uh, these are college coaches that are... 
hey, Jay Johnson, I'm sorry, you, you don't have the just hand it off to Kenneth Walker play anymore. Uh, you actually have to try. You actually have to give an effort when you're coaching your offense. And that also includes putting the right personnel on the field when you are coaching that team. It's completely embarrassing to score just 13 points against Maryland. That might be the least amount of points given up by a Power 5 team this entire season. And I don't know what else to say about the Like, hey, no one had a good game. Jaden Reed looked fine. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Peyton Thorne looked fine in the first half. Uh, and then the second half happened. You can't play a half of football and just be done with it. Jaden Reed, that, those are some timely drops that he had in the first half. Um, the blocking wasn't there. Surprise, surprise. Uh, some great plays by our tight ends. Awesome. Woo. Can't wait to throw it to number six again and just see him drop uh, at, at the first gust of wind that blows across the field. Um, it's not good. It's not good. And it's not going to get any better because, once again, you have Ohio State coming up. You have Wisconsin coming up. And, unfortunately, yeah, Wisconsin's bad, but... As we've seen so far this season, all it takes is just the other team having the slightest pulse to beat your team. And um, what are you going to do? No, really. No, please t like, tell me what you're going to do because um, we're all looking for answers here. Uh, like we, we weren't expecting another Peach Bowl. Bid. Uh, at least the rational people weren't. I had it in the back of my head, but I very quickly learned that that was not rational. Um, but wow, this far of a step back, even with the injuries, even with you know Kenneth Walker not being on it, this is this is pathetic. This is really bad, and it's on everyone. I'll say this again. I mean, I'll say this the next seven episodes when they lose their next seven games too. Probably um, it, it it's really on everyone. Everyone wants to do the, oh, it's, you got to fire this guy. Oh, it's on this play. It's on everyone. It is on everyone. This is really bad. You got piped. Not, you didn't lose to Minnesota. You got piped by Minnesota. You didn't lose to Maryland. You got rolled by Maryland. You got embarrassed by Maryland. And where does the reprieve come? Probably comes in basketball season, honestly, because we could all just shield our eyes away from this. But, hey, regardless, we'll be back five days a week here on the Locked on Spartans podcast. Uh, if you're a sick person like me and you'll keep watching this team, keep rooting for this team, you, you'll be here. You know where to find us. If you're a rival fan, um, I know that's a big part of our listenership now because this is more important to you than your conference title last season. Um, this is your Super Bowl, so enjoy it. I mean, I... Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you enjoy this? This is what you live for. This is what your entire lives have built up for, this miserable Michigan State season. So keep on listening. Keep on watching. It's paying my bills, so you, you ain't threatening me with a good time. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you tomorrow. Hockey episode. Thank God something that's not football. See you guys. Love you all.